This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out along with Bruce Marshall, the regular season is complete. Well, almost, minus a matching uh, makeup game uh, this week as part of Championship Weekend. And uh, we'll start off, first of all, Bruce, with the three games on Friday and then two early noon Eastern kickoffs on Saturday. Saturday is almost staggered like an NFL. Uh, after Sunday afternoon with the early session, a noon, 3.30 slash 4 o'clock, and 8 o'clock uh, prime time. A couple of games uh, there. So, Bruce, you were at uh, USC and Notre Dame, and he, boy, the Trojans ahead of schedule with Lincoln Riley. Uh, looks like they control their own destiny now. A win in the Pac-12 championship the game, they'll get in. But were you surprised that everybody talks about their offense but their defense is getting them enough stops and kind of improving a little bit. Well, that's sort of been their, their story this year. If you look at the uh, turnover margin nationally, I mean, they rank tops. And because the defense has forced errors. Now, this is a real classic bend but don't break uh, defense. Um, and, but, and sometimes they've broken, like the first game against Utah. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll uh, be talking about that one later this week. But um, they have forced turnovers, and uh, that's been that's been big, and that sort of turned around the game the other night. Although that fumble that Notre Dame had at the start of the second half had nothing to do with SC. It was just a botched handoff from Drew Pine, and they dropped the ball, and then SC plopped on it. That was really the play of the game. But the defense has had a knack for doing that this season to make uh, the game save. UCLA, we saw it uh, the previous week with the interception on that last Bruin drive. So they have had the knack of coming up with the big plays, but, man, this defense bends a lot. Their defensive coordinator likes to call them takeaways because yep. we're creating them and yes. not just given us, given to us uh, from uh, opposing offenses. Early game, we talked about it. Maction, if you haven't heard, there was a little snow in Buffalo uh, a couple a week or two ago. Uh, this is going to be a Friday, 1 p.m. Eastern kickoff, CBS Sports Channel, uh, the rematch of Buffalo and Akron. How about the Zips? The Zips, one of seven double Digit dogs to win outright last week as a big underdog. Buffalo at home, 11 and a half and 55 and a half against the improving Zips. Yeah, a progress for the Zips. Big win last week for uh, for uh, Joe Moorhead. That was their, their best game for sure. So they are making some uh, progress there uh, at Akron. Now, now Buffalo, you mentioned, I wonder what the crowd count's going to be for this one on a Friday morning. Uh, or afternoon, early afternoon in Buffalo. It's not Thanksgiving week, uh, and they did have that game snowed out a couple of weeks ago. Buffalo, though, has put itself in a little bit of a pickle here because uh, now they're at five and six. They need to win to get to six and bowl eligibility. 
That is interesting now because as we enter this weekend, Jimmy, there's 82 bowl spots. There's only 79 teams that have qualified for a bowl. Uh, and uh, of the teams that can get to six, and there aren't many teams left that can get to six and six. This is one of them. So this would get Buffalo a bowl bid if it can win. And I think it will because the Bulls had been playing extremely well at midseason. They had that five-game win and cover streak, uh, six-game cover streak, actually, five-game win streak, and they just hit a couple of speed bumps in recent weeks. But I think last week was the big week for uh, Akron for the big win. This will be one for Buffalo to get bowl eligible. Not many people will be there, but uh, we're laying it with the uh, Bulls. 31-14 Buffalo on Friday. All right. Uh, then we get to uh, t- uh, time. stay on CBS Sports Channel on primetime. This will be a 7.30 Eastern kickoff Friday. Conference USA, uh, they play on the home turf. So uh, Texas San Antonio won it last year as an underdog at home against Western Kentucky. Bailey Zappi in that high-powered offense, and there was a lot of points uh, in that game. Texas San Antonio already secured their berth in this game, maybe looking ahead a little bit, fell behind UTEP 24 to nothing and stormed back to uh, win a close game. They're eight and a half, 67 and a half against North Texas. The mean green in conference, mean green in conference USA uh, is six and two in, in CUSA play this year. All right. Eight and a half, 67 and a half road runners at home. Yeah. And I think, uh, 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 the mean green might've been looking ahead a little bit last week too, although they had to win that game to get here. Uh, and to win the tiebreaker over Western Kentucky. So they had a little scrap with Rice, too, last week, but they got there, and they won this game. By the way, this these teams will be moving to the American pretty soon, so uh, this is maybe the last shot we'll get to look at them in a CUSA title game. Uh, and, and and UTSA has been awfully good the past a couple of years, and we know about uh, what Jeff Trailer has done. By the way, he signed a 10-year contract extension there last year. He doesn't want to go anywhere. He's very much at home there, and his name keeps coming up for some of these jobs, but I think he's off the market. He loves staying where he is. Experience group there, Frank Harrison, his third year as a starting quarterback, a lefty, knack for big plays, like the first meeting against North Texas in late October, which was a great game, and North Texas took a lead just beyond a minute to play, 27-24, hurried drive down the field by Harris through a touchdown pass with 15 seconds left to win that one, 31-27. Now, last year, if you remember, the Roadrunners were uh, undefeated, and they got in the rankings at 22, uh, 11-0. Their last regular season game last year, they went into Denton, and they got uh, boat raced, 45-23. Mean Green ran for over 340 yards in that game. Uh, and that was a great running team last year for Latrell. This year, they have changed. Well, they've been run- they ran well this year, too. The first game, they didn't. Only 22 yards rushing. But Austin Ane, the quarterback, who's, by the way, 29 years old and a minor league pitcher in the past uh, through three TD passes in that game. He has 31 touchdown passes this year. So that's two times in a row North Texas has played uh, UTSA very close. And this year, Jimmy, it looked to me like the odds makers adjusted on UTSA. They gave him maybe a bit too much respect. They've only covered one of their last five here at the Alamo Dome. Usually laying a lot of points, and you got a pretty good slug here, too. I think North Texas keeps this one close. 34-29, my score forecast here. I think the Roadrunners survive, but history of this series recently means it's going to be close, plus the points, I think, the way to look. Well, I tell you what, uh, you had uh, you had five fourth quarter lead changes in the first meeting uh, at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, including in the last two minutes, North Texas took a twenty seven twenty four lead uh, on a uh, touchdown with one forty one to go, and right back it just took a minute and six seconds for the Roadrunners uh, Harris uh, to Clark for t- ten yards and a game winner, which is thirty five seconds to go. So back. At that same place. You know what really surprised me uh, in that first game, Bruce? 
First downs in the first meeting, Texas-San Antonio-North Texas. Texas-San Antonio, 32-13. to We think of the mean green with that rushing attack, but they only had 22 rushing yeah, yards. They couldn't run 325 yep. of the 347 were through the air, so it was Texas-San Antonio was more the methodical, matriculating offense, if you will, in this win. Kind of role reversals. It was, and last year, like we mentioned, I mean, North Texas uh, uh, flattened them up in Denton, so it was a complete reversal, at least in style. They weren't running in that game. But last year, I don't know that Awnie would have been able to to do what he did in the first meeting and throughout most of this season. Coming into this year, he only had 22 career TD passes, and he's been a starter for a couple of years. So uh, he's exceeded that in just one season and been one of the real reasons that North Texas has gotten here to the championship game. All right, so you got North Texas plus the eight and a half. Uh, in uh, that one, Texas, uh, Texas San Antonio, like you said, uh, only one of five covers uh, down the stretch uh, at home. Primetime game on Saturday night. This is on Fox, 8 o'clock Eastern kickoff. USC opened up two-and-a-half-point favorite. It's been up, uh, bet up to three at Bet Rivers. At Bet Rivers right now, it is three and 66-and-a-half against Utah. And as you pointed out early, early this season, Bruce, uh, with the new format for the uh, Pac-12, it won't be Pac-12 South versus Pac-12 North. And no, here you go. You have two teams from the Pac-12 South. Las Vegas, uh, Trojans, three and 66 and a half. Well, by the way, shame on the Pac-12 for doing that. That boomeranged. They should have kept it the same way this year because the schedule was set up the same way. And oh, by the way, if they did, it would be Washington here. Uh, they got down to about the fifth tiebreaker in Utah and Washington because they didn't face each other. Washington beat Oregon. Utah lost to Oregon, so where's it come to? It came down to you know like a result against Arizona State. Washington should be here, so shame on the Pac-12. They got this wrong. All right, that that's the matchup we should have seen. Having said that, though, Utah is the one team that beat USC, uh, and and that was a game where SC's defensive problems really began, really cost it this season because they didn't force the turnovers like they had in some of the other games. And in the last six Utah drives of the game, they scored touchdowns on five of those. And the one they didn't, they fumbled the ball going into the end zone early in the third quarter. Rising made the touchdown run on a fourth down and won inside the last minute, then scrambled in on the two-point conversion, and that was the game. Now, Caleb Williams is going to win the Heisman unless he really implodes in this game, and I don't think that's going to happen. He is really good. He's the closest thing to Patrick Mahomes I've seen. Uh, he make He extends plays tremendously. Uh, now, if they get in the playoff, I'd like to see how that works against uh, a defense like uh, Georgia's. But uh, it might be able to work some here against Utah's. But the pattern for SC games, I mean, look at some of these score lines this year. Look at the first game, 43-42 uh, Utah. Look at the Cal game, 41-35. Look at the Arizona game, 45-37. Look at the UCLA game, 48-45. Even last week, 38-27 against Notre Dame. All overs. They went over 9-12 of 12 this season. And Utah is not scared of SC. Uh, they will, and they'll have a lot of fans here in Las Vegas too. So this this game's going back and forth. High sixties in the total ain't high enough here, uh, and I think Utah's got a shot actually to 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 do it again against SC because Rising, their own uh, mobile quarterback, and a uh, uh, little banged up in early November, but he's back now, and they scored sixty three last week against Colorado. I think they can outscore SC here, forty to thirty eight. Uh, Utah score forecast. Uh, that would scuttle SC getting into the Final Four. It's going to be close, but I think the best recommendation here, Jimmy, is over because uh, this has been an over series lately, and SC sure, uh, surely an over team this year. 
Okay, uh, no question about that. And keep in mind, that, that was a heartbreaker uh, for USC. Pr- probably should have won the game. I mean, I never felt like uh, Utah was uh, going to win it. 14-0, 21-7, and 28-14. Three different 14-point leads uh, in that game. And that was just in the first half. Then uh, then they led 35-28 and 42-35. So the uh, Utes had the lead for all of 51 seconds of the uh, 60 minutes uh, in this game. And you talked about that two-point conversion. It was all Cameron rising as the play was not there, and he had to create uh, on his own. So what a play uh, he made. Difference in that one, talk about turnovers. No, USC did not create any. They uh, uh, Utah, I'm sorry, Utah had one. U- USC didn't have any. The kind of the what we count as turnovers now is USC was 0 for 2 on fourth downs. Utah was 3 for 3. And any of those three, had they failed, that would have been the game. They needed all three of those to keep their hopes alive in that 43-42 to 42 win at, uh, at uh, Salt Lake City. And keep in mind also, Utah much better at home than they are on the road and, of course, on a neutral field. Let's flip the page from Friday to Saturday morning, noon on the East Coast. 9 a.m. on the West Coast. A couple of games, including the MAC championship game at Detroit's Ford Field, Ohio and Toledo. Toledo, one and a half in 55. Bruce, boy, we uh, we have flipped at the right time on the Ohio Bobcats. We both like their win total under in our MACTION preview this year. But, boy, we have ridden them as of late. And even without the starting quarterback, they won easily against Bowling Green. His status, Bruce, and also uh, on the game, ESPN kickoff, noon Eastern on Saturday. Yeah, I don't think Rourke's going to play here. Uh, and the backup, Harris, has looked really good when he came in. I mean, we weren't we kind of thought Rourke might play in that game last week, but he didn't. But Harris came in there, and they didn't skip a beat. And and, and what Till Albin has got rolling for these guys right now is really something special. We've talked about them a lot in these MAC previews the last month, uh, Jimmy, and how, you know, last season and how it got off to a slow start for him there, taking over for Solich and all. But this year, put it together. Rourke, I thought, was a big reason for that. But it, it's not just him. I mean, Harris has come in and they've kept going. Defense has put up very good numbers. It's just a dynamic team, and everything is clicking. It hasn't been clicking lately uh, for the Rockets. They failed to cover five in a row uh, coming here into Detroit. We know that Finn is a dangerous quarterback, but, I mean, that was a bad effort last week. And right now all the momentum is on the Ohio side uh, right now, and even with the, if the backup quarterback is in there, he, he has not been much of a drop-off at all. So you've got to respect the, these sorts of trends here late in the season, I think, and especially since, I mean, Ohio, I mean, almost every game has been sort of the same. I mean, they've just dominated all the way through in all these games. So obviously they've got something going good right now, and Toledo doesn't. So uh, let's take uh, Ohio U to keep it going again for another week, 38-27 uh, uh, for the Bobcats. That'll give them a MAC championship, and uh, whatever the best MAC bowl is, there's a lot of them out there, and they'll, they'll find a spot somewhere. And uh, good job by Tim Albin this year because he turned it around, really did. Okay, in the early game uh, in the uh, Big 12, as we get to the Power 5, uh, noon Eastern kickoff on ABC, 12-0, and 0, undefeated a TCU Horn Frogs. You want to talk about Coach of the Year? Nobody has uh, exceeded their uh, win total like TCU. It was around six, give or take, a half a game. They're at 12. I mean, unbelievable. 62 uh, is the total. Remember this first matchup uh, in Fort Worth, Kansas State led – Catching four and a half, led uh, by 17 uh, in the uh, 
late in the second quarter. Both Martinez and Howard went out with injuries. Now they're healthy. K-State is rolling again. But TCU, in a game that was expected to be much more competitive, just blasted Iowa State. And Iowa State's not as not as good this year. Matt Campbell, but check it. They, they rarely get blown out. Rarely do they get blown out. And TCU just blasted them on Saturday to leave no doubt. And the big question, does TCU have a game to play with with maybe an Ohio State or Alabama uh, kind of uh, lurking at five and six? Yeah, that's the question uh, for them. I mean, they're not, they're not going in with that mindset because uh, that, that's certainly no – uh, sure thing that would happen. Uh, I, I think they might get knocked out if they, if they lose here. The non-conference schedule was not all that difficult. Although, you know, listen, they survived in the Big 12, which cannibalized each other this year, all those teams, except for TCU. They managed to stay above the fray and stay unbeaten. Sonny Dykes, yeah, I think he's going to win Coach of the Year. And in another year, I mean, I think Max Duggan should get some Heisman votes. I don't think he'll get more than Caleb Williams. But, I mean, this storyline for him has been great. I mean, he started off the season as one of their three quarterbacks, and then due to injuries Morris and the others all of a sudden Duggan took over I kind of liked Duggan always before hard scrabble tough runner tough to bring down but his passing really improved this year over 3,000 yards 29 TDs only three picks so he's put up some big numbers I don't know that the odds makers are giving TCU enough respect here I think they're giving a little bit too much to Kansas State now in that first game Howard came in early when when Martinez was knocked out and Howard was the one who led those three straight scores for K-State 10-7 down turned into 28-10 up and then TCU came roaring back with 28 straight points. Howard went out, but just for a series uh, for Rubley in the second half. He came back in in the fourth quarter. Uh, but by that point, uh, Duggan and TCU had gotten going again. And we saw that all season long from TCU in the fourth quarters of these games. I mean, they've outscored foes, I think, at 78-40 to 40 in the fourth quarter of uh, the second half of the season. Some big rallies in the fourth quarter there. And they own that fourth quarter. Uh, and the big plays and big play uh, 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 big play weapons there. Uh, I mean, Kendry Miller, the running back, has had several big runs this season. And Duggan. Duggan can also have long touchdown runs, too. I think they're underestimating TCU here too much. Too much respect given to Kansas State for some of those big wins. And they are good. And Howard looks like he's in there at quarterback again. And, and he has been no drop-off from Martinez. Uh, his stats are just as good. But I just don't think they're giving TCU enough respect here. And uh, and I expect the, the Horn Frogs to win this game. 33-24, my score forecast there. Uh, and that'll get them in the Final Four. And who would have seen that uh, before the season? No, un- unbelievable. Uh, and keep in mind that, that now listen, uh, I definitely it's easy to go back and do not put too much emphasis on the previous meeting when you're talking about these uh, championship games. Minus a, a little bit of an advantage uh, sometimes for the team that, that lost. I get that. But 28 unanswered uh, by TCU uh, late in the second quarter and in the uh, second half. Kansas State did not score uh, in the uh, second half. Their last score was with nine minutes to go uh, in the second quarter to take a 28-10 to 10 lead. So, uh, and listen, from Martinez to Howard, Mm, come see, come saw. That, that's, they're different skill sets, but I think the level of effectiveness are equal. It was a dip-off in that one series, and you wonder how, how less than 100% Howard was when he came back. That's, a, that's over a month ago. And so we'll see about this one. But, uh, boy, I was impressed on how they, you know, all these scares, and here's Iowa State who's kind of likes to muddy up the game and keep it close, and they just blasted them away I was uh, I was impressed in early on so Bruce's picks again Friday in the early session on Saturday 
It is TCU minus two and a half. Ohio plus one and a half. Over in the Pac-12 championship game, USC-Utah at 66 and a half. North Texas plus eight and a half. That is a big number uh, in the Alamo Dome. And then Buffalo minus 12 against the improved Akron Zips. For Bruce Marshall, the Gold Sheet, I'm Jimmy Ott. This is the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.